So yesterday, Greg and I are sitting here. We have meteorologist Brian Nisnanski on for his normal hit at 535. And uh, Niz, during the hit, started to get pretty animated as he was looking at the radar saying, this could be something. And you could hear it in his voice. This uh, could really be something. And we got done with him. And less than 10 minutes when we said goodbye to him, a tornado warning was issued for Jefferson County. And then everybody went wall to wall. The tornado warning ended up being extended until 7 o'clock. And Evansville is where the tornado hits, and there are reports of damage. Thankfully, no major injuries. Meteorologist Craig Copeline is with us this afternoon with some perspective. Craig, we've all heard the reports that this was the first tornado confirmed in Wisconsin in the month of February. How big a deal is that? I mean, how unusual is it? It seems to speak for itself, but this just literally doesn't happen. You're exactly right. How about never before happening? Uh, is that rare enough for you? That's pretty rare. <laughs> I mean, I mean to be to be fair, it's possible that before the Doppler radar era, when we were able to infer the possible tornadoes from the Doppler radar, a tornado could have touched down in a rural, unpopulated area somewhere in Wisconsin, in the, you know, in the history of the state of Wisconsin. But at least in terms of uh, the National Weather Service or law enforcement or someone else seeing it, confirming it, it indeed has never happened in the history of Wisconsin. In fact, there's never even been a tornado warning issued in Wisconsin in the month of February, and only 17 severe thunderstorm warnings ever issued in Wisconsin in the month of February. The last time uh, any severe thunderstorm warnings were even issued, uh, three of them were issued in 20. 17. So, Craig, can you put into perspective the category of storm this was? I saw the National Weather Service is rating the tornado in Evansville as a high-end EF2. What does that mean? Exactly right. So uh, the uh, rating of the strength of tornadoes goes from zero being the weakest tornado uh, with uh, as 65 to 85 miles per hour peak winds all the way up to a five. So it's a zero to five rating scale. Uh, a two uh, means wind gusts peaked between 110 and 135 miles per hour. And you're right, Greg, it's being rated as the National Weather Service is telling us the high end. So you can imagine that wind gusts peaked at around 125, 130, 135 miles per hour last night in southern Wisconsin. All right. So last night, Craig, you were at a concert in Dane County and Dane County had dicey weather as well. I reached out to you and you were kind enough to get back to me and said, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm in, inside. Was that nerve wracking as a weather geek? Was that like, oh my gosh, I want to be out there. What was that like to be inside with thousands and thousands of people when there was dicey weather swirling about? Well, two things. It was dicey and nerve-wracking because we drove right through it. We were driving from here in the Milwaukee area to Madison just as the storms were moving to the east. So we drove right through the storms. We were north of the tornado warning on I-94 during the whole trip. Um, So it was nerve-wracking with that respect. But secondly, I'm a weather guy. When breaking weather is going on, in fact, unprecedented weather and a tornado in February is going on, I want to be in front of my computer. I want to have my earbuds in and be talking to you guys on the radio. And I and I felt disappointed that I didn't have the opportunity to do that. I could see Not it in your text. Because I, I could feel it. You were like, oh, yeah. God, I, I, thanks for thinking of me. I can't do it. My gosh. 
that's what I do. I, and and I, I'd like to be the person who helps other people understand what's going on. And if they're in the, you know, if they're on the path of any danger. Um, so I felt bad about that and a little frustrated in that way. You know, Craig, some of the, the footage and the stations that have cameras just sort of placed about uh, on the roads, capturing this system as it moved over the freeway in real time was unbelievable. I, I don't think I've seen anything like that, at least not locally. I, you talk about a, a, a just potentially deadly situation. You, you're stuck on the road, you're driving, and, and all of a sudden this thing comes through your path on Highway 39. It was just unbelievable. And it was like summertime pitch black. Now, granted, this happened between about 5.30 and 6 o'clock, and it's not like it's real bright at that time of the evening in February, but it's brighter than the middle of December. You know, it, it, that between 5.30 and 6 o'clock, it's still relatively light now that we're here into early February, but it wasn't because just like when skies get dark, with thunderstorms approaching in the middle of summer, that's what happened last night. And that's why nighttime thunderstorms and specifically nighttime tornadoes are the most dangerous because you have no chance of seeing it coming. You don't always have a chance of seeing it coming, um, you know, visually getting eyes on a tornado, even if it is light out, but you have no chance of getting eyes on it when it's dark. Meteorologist Craig Coplin is with us. Craig, we've only got about a minute and a half left, but I wanted to ask you while we had you here, really, really, really warm weather and a real lack of snow. Is it El Nino or is it something more or is it a combination? Well, it's mostly El Nino. That's exactly, this is exactly the kind of weather that you expect across the north central U.S., the Midwest, the Great Lakes states in an El Nino year. So this is turning out to be a textbook El Nino year with temperatures averaging well above normal. And we all say going into an El Nino year, that doesn't mean every day is going to be above normal. And it doesn't mean we're not ever going to have some super cold days and get any snow. We had it. We had our major snowstorm uh, several weeks ago, followed by a week or so of bitter cold. But on the average, this winter has been well above normal. It's textbook El Nino. It does get folded into the overall climate change that's in progress, leading to generally warmer temperatures across the entire globe, but more specifically to this winter and the Northwest. Yeah, you can uh, draw a straight line to El Nino. Meteorologist Craig Coplin, always appreciate your perspective and expertise. Thank you so much, Craig. You're very welcome. My pleasure.